So hello everyone and uh, welcome to our podcast. My name is Raquel Simpson and I will be your host for today. Uh, Just to introduce myself, I'm a practical nursing student who's recently embarked upon this journey of gerontological nursing. I previously um, studied emergency management um, for my graduate studies and now I am endeavoring in the field of nursing. So we have a real treat today. Um, our guest today is Dr. Daria Romanuic. Romanuic, sorry. Um, who is an associate professor at the Daphne Cockwell School of Nursing at Ryerson University. So thank you so much for being here with us. It's, we're super excited to have you and we're excited for uh, all that you're going to share with us, your wealth of knowledge and wisdom. I'll do my best. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. So maybe you can tell me a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do here at Ryerson. Okay. Well, here at Ryerson, I'm uh, an associate professor in uh, in the School of Nursing, and I teach within our collaborative nursing program. It's an undergraduate program, so we prepare nurses, uh, registered nurses, for um, frontline nursing work. I teach in the first year of the program, and one of the courses that I teach is our um, nursing practice course. It's the student's first uh, course in in nursing practice. And uh, it prepares them uh, with the the fundamentals, the basics of nursing care, so that by the end of the course, they are able to go into um, uh, a setting. Most of the students go into long-term care, um, where they're able to to provide some actual hands-on care with clients by the end of their first year. Great, that's fabulous. So can you please tell me uh, about your interest in including dementia care education into the curriculum for first-year students? Okay, well, um, I've been working with first-year students for um, more than a dozen years and seeing them go into the clinical setting. And as I said, most of our students go into long-term care. Um, Some go into rehab settings, um, but the majority are in in long-term care settings where they were often encountering Um, these uh, residents with dementia right and what we saw over time um, was that they really needed more information uh, more skills that Mm -hmm. they could use in that clinical setting in terms of interacting with the clients with dementia Um, particularly you know they were seeing clients who were getting um, agitated and, and upset and and for first year students that's frightening Sure. Pure and simple. Absolutely. Um, a lot of the students um, have had no kind, no experience of any kind right. in terms of working with the the elderly, especially in a long term care setting. Some some of them may have grandparents that that's their connection with an elderly person, but some may not even have that, or their grandparents aren't elderly yet. Right. Um, right. And so so they just don't have that that experience to to draw on, and so to to be faced with. Um, a resident who was getting upset and wasn't understanding things, um, they were just at a loss to, right. to what they could do. We, you know, the, the, the basic communication skills just simply aren't enough in, in that kind of a situation. And so um, when I heard about GPA mm-hmm. and learned more about the program, I saw this as a, something that was at the student's level. So okay. these are you know, first year students. Um, so they, you know, it, it didn't take things to, to some kind of higher right. um, area that, that they just wouldn't be able to comprehend. These were practical um, solutions, things that they could to help them understand what they were seeing, first of all, to see the person mm-hmm. who was behaving in this way as right. opposed to 
um, just the behavior in itself um, and to understand where it's coming from and, and things that they can do to, to help that person feel more comfortable. Okay. Um, so it, it just made all the sense in the world. Okay, and how exactly, what format do you use for the GPA? Is it the e-learning modules that are used? Yes, okay. um, it's the e-learning modules, and I think we were actually the first, our students were, were the first group to actually use those Great. e-learning modules. Um, I, we, we started um, the first few years that we offered GPA to our students. Uh, we were using the full-day classroom format, right. um, but unfortunately, because of the numbers of students that we have, our collaborative program um, is offered at three sites here at Ryerson, at mm -hmm. Centennial College, and at George Brown College. Right. And so between those three sites, in the first year of the program, we would generally have close to 600 students. Wow. So trying to do a whole class with, with that number of students <laughs> is impossible. Like, sure. We don't even start that. Sure. Um, so we would offer it on a Saturday. Um, to students who were interested and you know there was a um, we max you know we had a I think certain number of students from each site that could attend um, and and that was it and that was I think at the most it was like 30 students all together so really not a way to get it across to everyone no. um, but the e-learning allows us to uh, offer it to all our students um, so what they do is we have um, We've put it together with some other content, so we have two weeks within the program. Okay. Um, where one of the, those weeks, the students um, spend time in our simulation lab, taking their skills and, and practicing them in that way. Um, and on the alternate week, uh, they um, do GPA, or they're given the time okay. to do GPA, and they do right. GPA on their own time, but we give them the time in that way, and then, and then they, they switch. So. Um, just basically it was that that opportunity it was a great way to, to manage our, our simulation needs because only so many students could fit in the lab absolutely at one time right um, and it gave them something you know that they could do that would be of value to them um, when they weren't able to be in the lab so it, it, it just really fit in well nicely that works yeah for just like a hand in a glove kind yeah of. and at what point in the curriculum are students required to have this GPA training um, they it's I guess just a little more than halfway through the course. Okay. So they've covered almost all their course content. They've had the basic communication uh, content um, and most of the skills they've covered by that point. Um, and so they're doing this just a few weeks before they're going into the clinical setting okay. so that it is pretty fresh for them when they go into the clinical setting. Is there a follow-up to the GPA learning or is that where the simulation piece comes in? The simulation is separate. Okay. So the simulation doesn't address um, uh, dementia okay. uh, at all. Um, it focuses on other skills that okay. students also need to have. Um, so the, the, the GPA is kind of a stand alone in, in that sense. The students also do have some, some course content that they look at in terms of understanding um, some of the uh, changes that happen with n normally, normal changes that happen with aging. Okay. Um, just to help them, just give them that background for, for going into a clinical setting to work with elderly clients. Great. And can you maybe provide uh, just some insight to the feedback that you've been receiving from students since implementing GPA as a part of the course curriculum? Um, the students have had a lot of positive things to say about it. Um, I mean, some students um, have had more opportunities to, to use um, the the skills than than others, um, just based on the on the residents and clients that they encounter. Right. So, um, but those who who have had it and have been wor working with those clients have 
you know, made comments about recognizing that when this person was um, sort of seemed confused or just not not making sense to them they could understand where that was coming from and right. they had a way that they could still interact with with that person and they knew it wasn't wasn't them so when the, when the client was you know forgetting their name for example when they just been in the room you know a few uh, a few minutes previously right. they they could see where that's coming from they don't take it personally first year students take a lot of things in the clinical setting personally sure. they figure it's because they don't know and because they're not good enough yet sure and if only they're they if only they were different the people would be responding differently right. to them. as a whereas this you know really makes it clear to them that there are things external to them that are making this person behave the way that they are mm-hmm. and so um it gives them some some tools just to feel more comfortable in that situation and then approaches that they can take to help in that situation or even just to recognize that this may be getting in above my head and to get some help if absolutely. they feel they need it absolutely so really the purpose of introducing GPA was to kind of equip students to feel prepared for their clinical placements that was mm. the thought or the yeah intention yeah that's and and the thing is I, mean, we, I think it's important in first year because um, yes, in first year, most of them are going into long-term care, and so there is a good chance that they're going to encounter clients with dementia. Right. But once they're in second year of the program, for example, they're in an acute care setting on a medical floor, on a surgical floor in the hospital, mm-hmm. and a lot of those clients are going to be elderly, and some of them will also have dementia. So this, sure. these are skills that they can take with them and use throughout the four years and and beyond because you know unless you're working in a maternal child or a pediatric setting right. you are almost guaranteed to be working with people who are elderly and some of those people will have dementia absolutely uh, so what are your thoughts in terms of um, uh, providing GPA to other um, health fields and other health disciplines for, for students who are um, endeavoring into the healthcare mm-hmm. field. What are your thoughts about expanding it to not only nursing, but maybe some allied healthcare uh, uh, programs as well? Yeah. I think anyone who works with um, clients who have dementia could benefit from from GPA. Um, I, you know, it's certainly not limited to, to nursing. Um, you know, a physiotherapist, for example, would encounter possibly some of the same kinds of behaviors or that kind of confusion and, and, and mm-hmm. might need those tools as well to help them interact with, with the clients. So I think anyone, you know, volunteers too, even, you know, clerical staff on a unit, um, that kind of background, mm-hmm. um, maybe there'd be some some modifications for, for people in different roles, but I think that the basic knowledge in terms of looking at that individual as, as a person and and you know starting with that the, the person-centered aspect of GPA I think is, is really important um, and then to, to understand some of why that those behaviors are happening what, right. what the dementia does and, and how it manifests itself so um, you know and, and, and then how they can respond I, I can't imagine that there's any group that works with the elderly with dementia um, who couldn't who wouldn't benefit from, from that kind of uh, operation Right. That's great. Just out of curiosity, um, so the nursing students at Ryerson take GPA in first year. Mm-hmm. Are they then also required to do an upgrade, or how does that work? At this point, no. Okay. Um, I think we're probably at the point now, if 
where the first class that did GPA is probably going into fourth year and they even okay. finished it already. So, so um, they do have um, the uh, manual that they yes. get. They, they used to be they used to get the hard copy. Now they they can download it um, from from the website when they do the the online program. So they do have that to take with them. Um, I don't know if the uh, because I don't teach in the other years. I don't okay. know um, if they give their students an opportunity. I know that while GPA when we had just first started doing it, so the students in the upper years hadn't had that right. background. I know that arrangements were made for at least students who were going into long term care to have GPA. At least I'm pretty certain that's that's right. what I've heard. I, I wasn't involved in, in those decisions. Um, but I think now that all the students have had it, um, that's probably something we need to, to think about um, how, how they could perhaps do a, a refresher or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for your time today. You're very welcome. This has been amazing. You've shared a wealth of knowledge and definitely left us with some food for thought. So thank you very much for your time, Daria. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I also just want to make reference to the manual. <laughs> For those uh, who, uh, the manual that Dara made mention of, for those who are interested in accessing a copy uh, of this manual, um, we will provide a link uh, below and you can access the manual there. This is a manual that uh, consists of roughly four modules to help better prepare and equip people uh, who will be working with patients um, living with dementia. So if that's something that you're interested in, we will provide a link below so that you can then access this manual. So to our audience, uh, please tune into our, our follow-up podcast uh, in this series. Thank you so much for your time.